This is the Blue White Breakdown, the premier podcast for all things Penn State football. Talk about culture. It's something that should show up in every aspect of your program. It's the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live. All right. Um, I don't even remember what the score was. Uh, 20, 20, 20 to 12. 20 to 12. Deceptive. Would, would you say that this is... I asked James Franklin afterward, and I said I didn't want to ask a big-picture question, but this is a big-picture moment. Sure. Is this a referendum on his entire coaching tenure at Penn State and 1-9? and nine? He wouldn't answer the question. Yeah. And he tried. To yeah, he up. tried. He tried to get it, but he, he just wouldn't. He wouldn't bite. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he wanted to. He knows the answer. But can you make any other conclusion? This was this was laying an egg against a team that was ready to be beaten. In my mind, this Ohio State team is as ordinary an Ohio State team as we've seen since probably Luke Fickle was an interim coach here a dozen years ago before Urban Meyer. Yeah, and I'm I'm not wrong there. I don't think Urban Meyer never had a team like this. Ryan Day hasn't had a team like this. This team wanted to be beaten. You could argue, I suppose, if Curtis Jacobs sacks scoop and score of 58 yards stands, maybe they got a shot. But they didn't do nearly yeah. enough and weren't prepared to do enough on offense with their passing game. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's great when, when they, they rough up teams are supposed to rough up and their defense shines, but they they really it's been it's been a defining unit on that team for the for the for the best reasons, but the offense is exactly kind of what we thought it was. They just are not explosive in the passing game, and they were not ready. I don't think Mike Yersich called the game. I don't think the offensive line played well. They gave up on the run, I thought, a little bit too early in a game that was going to be dictated by the defensive play. And it was just, I just thought all the way around, uh, one of the poorest poorest performances I can remember with a team with this kind of and talent. And probably the wideout unit as as – negative a grade on them as I can remember both both for the year and for a game and a dozen years probably you gotta get back to 2011 and that team I mean they they can't get separation consistently cannot get separation they you know they're I think they, their patterns aren't always like what Drew is imagining they're gonna run there was some confusion on more than more than one play it just looked like to me if if Keandre Lambert Smith isn't doing some heavy lifting they're in trouble because they just can't consistently. I don't think Drew trusts him either, I, and I think that's affecting Drew now. And that's even the, that's the worst sign. Yeah, he doesn't have a confidence anchor among anyone. If, yeah. if, if there's one thing you need as a quarterback, it's someone to go to. There is no go-to receiver yeah. on this unit. Now, did Aller play a bad game? Yeah, and he was crying after. Yeah, he had clearly been crying when he came to us, and he was terrific. Answered, you know. 15 or 20 questions and put a lot on him and he wasn't good but by yeah. any standard this this wideout crew is deficient and you got to go back to Taylor Stubblefield as I, I think we talked about during the game don't think it's coincidence being, he's no longer here being dismissed as uh, maybe a factor yeah I, I don't think the wideout room is good enough I think it's pretty clear you know Matt McGloin had Allen Robinson and Christian Hackenberg, Hackenberg was good here early um, you know, he had Allen Robinson in 2013. Mm-hmm. You, you look at Tracy, he had Chris Godwin, he had Mike Kosicki. You know, even Sean Clifford had Jahan Dotson 
when they were losing here. But and who, in between, does, in between KJ Hamler, yeah. yeah. Who, who does Drew Aller have? Who yeah. does who does he have? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I think that Keandre is is a, is a talented receiver, but he was the number number three receiver on the team last year for a reason. All right, defensively, they really really played Man. well and hung hung this the, this team yeah. in the game for ever until they finally just collapsed on the crossing route uh, to Harrison, which worked like a charm, worked the way it was supposed to, and that was the end of the game. Um, but they, they played really, really well enough to finish. Went out with their boots on, man. They fought, they fought. They thought they had a defensive touchdown. They called the hold on Kalen King. I thought it was deserved, but they just had no help. It has to be deflating for a defense to know that you have to win the game rather than just keep your team in the game. I think that's where Penn State was at. They lost Chop Robinson. We don't have an update on him early. That certainly didn't help. But the defense certainly, I thought, played well enough to win. And I have to say, um, I don't know that I've, I've seen, covering Penn State, I don't know that I've seen a player like Marvin Harrison um, Penn, uh, play against Penn State quite as good as he is. The last two years, 10 for 185, 11 for 162. That basically, you could say they had, they had Harrison... Penn State did, and that was the game. Harrison and nothing else. Yeah. And yet, yeah. you know, they had a very underconfident quarterback themselves yeah. that Ryan Day did not trust in yeah. McCord, clearly didn't trust. <laughs> Have we ever seen a 40-second, 40 42 seconds with an Ohio State team where they take a knee? was like Woody Hayes. Yeah. They will never have a better chance, this was as it. you have said before, this was to it. beat Ohio State than this year. And zilch. So, moving forward, can a case be made, and I'm like, grasping for straws here mm-hmm. that maybe the Harbaugh cheating scandal <laughs> that, that Michigan might come unfraid a little bit. Michigan has played nobody. You talk about Penn State schedule being bad. Uh, really, Michigan has played no one yeah. even as good as West Virginia. So could mm-hmm. they come? We don't really know how good they are. We know McCarthy's better than these two quarterbacks, but they don't have anyone like Marvin Harrison. They don't. Can you make a case that they could pull themselves together in three weeks at home mm-hmm. and possibly upset Michigan? I could make a case. It's not a very strong one. And I do think right now, I, I know they're going to say want to know every week. I really wonder about this team's confidence, yeah. especially on the offensive side with so many people not performing well. And I, like I said, I didn't feel like the game was called very well either. They made some very questionable in-game decisions. The flea flicker down here. I, I, I mean, I, I think it, it, one and nine. I mean, it, and the one was a pretty remarkable win, or it'd be zero oh and ten. Let's let's call it what it is. Yeah, and one one out of sixteen on third down. Yeah, the one being in garbage time. We 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 missed that. So, so it's not good, Davey. Yes, yeah. it's not good. Next will be Indiana. Talk about an uplifting <laughs> successor to this game in Beaver Stadium. Rough week in State College, yeah. man. It's coming up. Until then, adios. This has been the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live.